Uh, hey, what is up, everybody? Uh, this is Super Gamecast. Sorry for the rough start there. Uh, <laughs> we kind of had to get everything sorted and worked out. Um, so, guys, how's it been? How's your week been? It's been. <laughs> it's been. It's been. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel that. Even though I, yeah, between jury duty and all the other stuff, yeah, like just mm-hmm. it definitely been. <laughs> yep. I've got so, like twenty hours of Liza P though, so I've got that going for me. How I much? Da- I hit twenty. I downloaded it but didn't start it, so that's cool. Yikes! Uh, that's a lot. So yeah, it's, uh, you may think it's a lot. It's but it's not, nothing compared it's to not. the games that we play. That's fair. Uh, 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 <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it, uh, it, you know, like you, well, I mean, 20 hours in general is a lot, but like considering that like this year, like so many games have released that are like 40, 50, 60 mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, that's fair. You know, my, my Final Fantasy 16 clear was like 40 hours. My or no, fifty hours. My breath, of the, my breath of the wild. Uh, my tears of the kingdom. I'm currently at like sixty hours and still need one more dungeon oh, to go. Shit. Diablo was like fifty. Yeah. Was that? It's actually why like Aaron and I were talking. You know what's nice? A nice fifteen twenty hour game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or maybe mm-hmm. even a ten. You know? Yeah, be good. Be good. You know, I'm tired of every game I play being like a commitment. Yeah, uh, we have this grand 80-hour adventure. I don't want it. Uh, no, I just want a nice, easy 10, 15-hour game, and then I'll be good. Put that thing right. in the quarters. Yeah, like, <laughs> man. Uh, what sucks, because... Spider-Man's only going to be 20 hours, um, and so is Alan Wake, but then, like, you know... You, like a dragon, the man who erased his name. That's oh yeah, hundreds, right? Like that's a, that's, yeah, that's a hundred. That's gonna be a ton. <laughs> that's gonna be like so much. Yes. Um. Oh, so strap yeah. in, boys. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, a bunch of Xbox news happened. Yeah. Yeah. A it did. A lot of Xbox yeah. news happened. <laughs> Like, hey guys, I hate to break it to you, but we've been lying this whole time. This is just an Xbox podcast in disguise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's three Xbox podcasts in a trench coat. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. So... Uh, on the back end, we have, like, this docket that was just, like, that we keep track of to, like, what we're gonna run through the week. And literally, it ended up just being, like, a giant list from an IGN article of all the FTC and court documents. Mm -hmm. Then two other stories addressing the leaks and the buyout. Yeah. Or Activision Blizzard. Not because we didn't want to do other stuff, just because we know most of that's going to eat up the whole fucking everything. Yep. Because yeah. it's one new story with like eight inside it. So we might as well get to it. 
Um, so the first one is, uh, hey, shocking nobody, The Elder Scrolls Six is an Xbox console exclusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, um, Phil Spencer said a PlayStation version of The Elder Scrolls Six was still up in the air during the trial. The new document recently spotted, um by Axios reporter Steven Tadillo reveals that The Elder Scrolls 6 is not only skipping PlayStation platforms, but it could release as early as 2026. Oh. Didn't they just say they were starting development on that game? Sure did. Like, like now that Starfield is out, they can start development on Elder Scrolls 6? Okay, but leave it this way. Like, Oblivion came out in 2006, and then Fallout 3 came out in 2008. Yeah, but like, look at how much time they put into Starfield, and look at how that turned out. Uh, yeah, so it's it's look, they're look, they're just gonna ride the coattails of modders like they always do, and everybody's gonna circle jerk the game because of the amount of freedom in it, no matter how buggy or like mid it is. You know, like it'll probably be good two, three years after it comes out. So like. 2029 yeah yeah it's un- it's unfortunate that that's like the slowly becoming the norm for for games not just from bethesda but for a lot of games yeah yeah that's look this was a big it part sucks. look i i have been campaigning against that shit for years mm-hmm. i like <laughs> years ago when we were like at e3 we were doing all the press coverage stuff and i was like you know like seeing stuff behind the scenes and like getting the logic for all that shit and it was just like yep well okay shit's gonna be broken forever that's cool mm-hmm. uh so uh this doesn't surprise me at all though like it's, no I mean uh, like I, I don't know why people thought like outside of them being like it's gonna come out on PS5 I don't know why you would think that it would go on anything other than PC and Xbox Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, I guess if you really want to play Elder Scrolls Six, buy a PC or buy an Xbox. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. That new razor blade. That new razor blade. Oh my god! Don't buy a razor blade, dear fucking lord. It's got a four thousand series card now. It does, but it also like I believe the cheapest one is like two grand. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I love the yeah, Razer Blade. I think it's an that. amazing laptop, but like, dude, those things have always been so absurdly overpriced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, especially for the spec sheet. Like, what's the cheapest one? Yeah, the cheapest one is nineteen hundred dollars for a six eighty M and a actually a pretty good processor. Um, but then like, if you go on like Best Buy's website, I bet you can find similar spec. Like, okay, what what, what do you have to do to get a forty sixty in it? Let's let's try to see that like like a forty sixty unit. Oh wow, the the fourteen inch doesn't even have that. Yeah. So. Okay, so the fourteen inch only has Radeon. Bummer. All right, fine. The fifteen inch, two grand, two Gs. Okay, yeah, it comes. I wouldn't, 30... I wouldn't buy a razor blade. Yeah, t- yeah, two grand for a fucking laptop that has a thirty sixty in it. There, there are much better uses of your your money. Well, especially if you're in the market for like a gaming laptop. Yeah, like, yeah, like just 
it's a great laptop, but it's very much a I have plenty of excess money to burn laptop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got like almost identical specs to this, uh, or the twenty twenty two equivalent for thirteen hundred dollars at Best Buy. <laughs> Um, 14 inch, thin and light, look great. Um, honestly, the secret for gaming laptops is like wait for clearance to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the like wait for like the new one to come out. That's like a slight upgrade, and then you know just go full ham on, uh, go full ham on uh, looking for clearance deals at like Best Buy and Amazon and PC outlets. Shit, shit like that. Yeah, you can get this uh, fifteen hundred dollar Alienware at Best Buy right now that has a forty seventy in it. So yeah, don't buy a razor blade. It's a terrible idea. Yep. Why did you bring up the razor blade? I just realized this. Oh, it's something that could that could run run uh, Elder Scrolls Six when it comes out. I guess. You need to buy a PC, but don't make it a razor blade. Yeah, but why did you specifically target the razor blades? Oh, I got it. I got an email this morning saying that the new razor blades were out. God, yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Cause what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Activision was briefed on the Switch successor last year. Um, so given alignment to Gen Eight platforms in terms of performance, um. So the next gen switch would be in like PS4, Xbox One performance territory. Mm-hmm. Um, it would also support DLSS and ray tracing, um, which the idea of that is fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, DLSS awful... is is pretty exciting though. That part's exciting. The the ray tracing, the ray tracing, on, not so much. The ray tracing on a piece of hardware that's as powerful as a PS4. Okay, guys, uh-huh. I guess. Uh-huh. And also, the amount of games that actually do ray tracing well is like two. <laughs> It'll be all Nintendo first party games, but anything other than that on that system is going to. Yes, and then ray trash ray, ray tracing, and then ray tracing in general already. Like <laughs> the games I can count that do it well is like. Cyberpunk. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy did it pretty well. That's good. I haven't played that one yet. Um, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't like help that it will literally cut your frame rate in half. Yes. Yeah. So, so the only game I I like played with it where I was just like, this is a meaningful, awesome upgrade. Was honestly Cyberpunk. So, hey, well, uh, that's cool. Moving forward on this lovely list, uh, Microsoft is planning to release an updated Series X and S next year, despite saying multiple times that uh, no, we don't, we're not doing a mid-gen refresh this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to leaked documents from the FTC, the upgraded Xbox code X, Xbox Series X console is codenamed Brooklyn. And as digital only, cool, so I'm not buying one. That alone, just nope, nope, nope. Uh, I understand why it's appealing on a Series S, but on your bigger, higher-end model, fuck that. Yep. Uh, Brooklyn is shaped as a cylinder. It boasts 12, 
this is why I think this plan has definitely not true. Like, this has changed since... Because remember, all of these are from, like, 2020, 2021. This is something mm-hmm. everyone has to remember about these emails and leaks. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, It boasts 12 teraflops of performance, but that's something the current one has. 16 gigs of RAM, that's what the current has, and 2 terabytes of storage, and it's digital only. Um, and it reduces the power supply by 15%, um, and in standby mode, 20%, and it comes in 100% recyclable packaging, which my response to this is like, okay, so I feel like this is going to end up being like a mid, I don't think this is actually a replacement then for the Series X, with the way the One X was for the Xbox One. I think that it is like the equivalent of Sony's digital-only PS4. It's like, here, it's $400, it burns less power, it doesn't have a disc tray, more storage. Mm-hmm. That's what I think this is. If it leaks, and boy, howdy, is it fucking ugly. Holy shit, I'm gonna get this thing up on screen, hold on. Yeah, check it's that like thing a out. cylinder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah look at yeah. that. That's on the screen for everyone who wants to see this fucking nightmare. Um, yeah, so... So fucking ugly. Yeah. Holy no thanks. shit. No, like it looks like a fucking smart speaker. Um Yeah, so if these performance claims are true, it's not gonna be that much faster than the current one. So yeah, this just feels like a like mid market like reflesh. And then the other one is a Series S, which codenamed Elwood, which I'll have ten gigabytes of RAM. And they're planning to in- to reveal them around Summer Games Fest. Uh, with Elwood coming out in August, Brooklyn coming out in October, and they'll be the same cost as the current consoles. Weird um, choice. The reason that the current... Uh, and then on top of that, it's going to have a new controller codenamed Sabeel, which features accelerometers and gyro support. This is a terrible idea. Um, and coming Q4 of 2024... So, yeah. Um, this seems fucking stupid, especially when you look at um, you sit down and you like compare it with the uh, the like current Xbox Series X, and then the new Series X, the the Brooklyn. Like it, it literally seems like the only advantage of it is it burns less power and is a cylinder if you like that for some reason yeah it it seems like a weird choice that means you can't uh use your disc based 360 xbox one etc games either so that that's fucking a dumb as hell idea if i've ever seen one you know like that's that is one of that thing's best features it is one of mm-hmm. it is like 100% one of the best features of that system. It is such a good, strong, powerful idea uh, that hey, we support your library going forward. And I get that they have like all their digital purchases on there, but like those can go away. This is yeah, I don't like this, um, especially when you sit down and like side by side, it's like. It's like, this literally just looks like they're ripping out the disk drive and charging you the same price. Um, 
But that's also on the assumption that this is this has not changed since, of course. You know. Yep. I do like the idea that they're launching the Series S refresh in August to give it a moment of shine before the other one launches in holiday season. Mm. Like, just impatient people are going to buy both. <laughs> I guess that's the idea. Okay, well, anyway, uh, next up is this This one. This one's neat. I, I actually really like this one. Uh, Fallout 3 and Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion are getting remastered. That's cool. I, I heard uh, about this with uh, my coworker the other day. I was like, oh. Yeah. So they so they had this so they had this like merger sheet. I'm gonna pull it up for everyone. Um, they had this merger sheet, and this merger sheet uh, after the Bethesda buyout has like a target date for like all these games, right? This is it. And you look at it and you're like, okay, most of these have come out and come out like relative to where they're supposed to. You know, like, or delayed by a year because COVID happened during the middle of the merger. So it's like, okay, Starfield came out two years later, but everything else, Project Beaky came out two years later. So literally you just take everything here and you push it two years. It'll probably be right. So that means next year we're probably getting uh, Indiana Jones, Oblivion, and uh, all this other stuff. And then it means the year after that we're probably getting Elder, you know, Project Kestrel, Doom Year Zero, Project Platinum, and then 2026 implies Elder Scrolls Six and Fallout Three Remastered and Dishonored Three, and a Ghostwire sequel. So. Oh no! I, I'm surprised Ghostwire is getting a sequel. Well, you know these companies. I didn't, I didn't think it did that well. Um, um, sell great in Japan. That's for sure. I love how I, lo- I, I I love how like. I looked up the sales for it, and it gives me the Japanese numbers first. Um, um, that's fucking hilarious. Okay. Um, wow, it's really hard to get units sold on this game for some reason. That's not a good sign. Um, okay, well... It has topped 4 million players, but it's also uh, been on Game Pass, so... Yeah. yeah. Fucking Mao, baby. Love that stat. <laughs> Tell you right now, monthly active users, it's what's going to kill single-player games, everyone. I want you to know that. You heard it here first. That is an active thing they measure. I have been to Xbox like conferences... Impress events where they talk about Mao a whole bunch. I'm telling you right now, you want to see it, or if it doesn't kill single player games, they're gonna be padded as fuck. Oh wait, Starfield. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, understand like why why single player games have a monthly active user metric. Because that makes, they, they, that because no that you're more if you keep playing, you're more likely to buy DLC or cosmetics and other bullshit. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. 
the 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 problem for me is like I only give a shit about cosmetics if I really like them, or like in multiplayer games if it's something I can earn that's really hard. You know, right. like the reason that I really like my current mythic transmog in WoW is because that shit took two fucking months of me yep. doing plus eighteens. Yeah. I've gotten DMs from people though, and it feeds my ego, and I love it. Um, being like that is one sickest hell set of armor. So, uh, yeah, you know, so you you know, not, none of this is a surprise. It's cool though. I'm I'd be really down to play an Oblivion remaster. I love Oblivion. It's in my opinion, it's the best game Bethesda's ever made. So, I don't know if I finished Oblivion. I don't think I did. Well, what what do you think is the best? Well, okay, fair enough. Um, what is the? Well, I, I think like I got to the point where you had to like get a, a cursed item and then give it to somebody to cleanse it or something, which is at like the very end of the game. I just never did it. What do you think your favorite Bethesda game is? New Vegas, which isn't even a Bethesda game. I was gonna say I'm no, I mean a Bethesda <laughs> game. Not uh, you know what? Game. I really liked. I really like Skyrim. It's unfortunate that like Skyrim has just like been dragged through the mud and you can play it on everything and anything. Um, and so like it's really diluted like what that game did at the time. If Skyrim, if Skyrim like just got like one remaster on PS4 and Xbox One, maybe that Switch port. Mm-hmm. And didn't get like ported over and over and over and over to everything. I, yep. I'm sure it would have a far better reputation. Um, yeah, you can play I, it on your Echo. I think that game on Echo. You can play it on that. <laughs> I think that game is really cool for its time. Um, even at the time, though, I I remember playing it, and being like, "This is kind of just more Oblivion. Like, it's not even mm-hmm. really that much bigger." Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I I did like it a lot. Um, and I was just like, okay, this is the last time they can get away with doing this kind of shit. Yep. And boy, howdy, I was wrong. <laughs> they, they, they keep getting away with it. Uh, so, uh, Xbox is planning its next system to come out in 2028. Um, it's going to be a next gen hybrid platform. Uh, ARM 64 or X64 Zen 6 Uh, balance of big and little CPU cores co-designed with AMD or licensed in AMD IP such as Navi 5 Uh, balance and desire for flexible programmable uh, mid-level silicon versus high performance silicon for targeted workloads forward compatibility uh, graphics tech plans, next-gen ray tracing, micro-rendering optimizations, dynamic global illumination, uh, machine learning-based super resolution, uh, extensible model for faster iteration innovation, lacking a thin OS for less than $99 or a consumer handheld device. So it won't have an operating system for less mm-hmm. than $100. Like, for less... Mm-hmm. And it'll shrink the price by $100. Um... That's a choice, I guess. Um, nothing a surprise here? No. Nope. So, yep. Like, that's eight years. 
it was like seven between like between the Xbox One and the um, Series platform. So yep. Uh okay so. Phil Spencer really wants to buy Nintendo. It would be a career maker. That is what he said. Um, yep. Which it would be like. Oh yeah, yeah, like that. You want to talk about like legacy moves? That would be the ultimate legacy move. Like that right would there. be the hey, this is the dude that got Nintendo at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're neighbors. They are neighbors. They're actually right down the road from each other in America. Um, no, like literally, Nintendo is right here. Yeah, yeah. And I Microsoft know. is they, right across the street. I am where they're like they're literally right by each other at mm-hmm. up in Redmond. Right by my friend's place in Redmond. Yeah, it's uh, like what the shit. <laughs> so uh, there's an email, and this was before um, before the Bethesda deal went through, and. Um, Spencer talked enthusiastically about buying it, be a career move. Uh, before Bethesda bought Zenimax, Spencer reveals he, they had interest in Valve. Which, fuck. Glad that didn't happen. Yeah, same. That, that like... Oh, ruin it. Oh, God. They, they're a private company, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, so, yeah. I have, a, I have a feeling Gabe Newell would strongly tell them to go fuck themselves. Um, I am sure he did. Yeah. Didn't. He would. <laughs> um, and then Warner Brothers, which I I heard about that deal surfacing, and I'm I'm surprised it didn't happen. Um, you know, but this is what the email says. Uh, it was an email to uh, Nintendo's marketing department. Um, Takeshi, I totally agree that Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming today. Gaming is our most likely path to consumer relevance. I've had numerous conversations with the LT of Nintendo about tighter collaboration. I'm sorry, this is someone in-house at Microsoft. I apologize. And I feel like if any U.S. company would have a chance with Nintendo, we are probably the best positioned. Uh, The unfortunate, or fortunate for Nintendo, situation is that Nintendo is sitting on a big pile of cash. They have a BOD that until recently has not pushed uh, for further increase in market growth for stock appreciation. I say until recently, as our former Microsoft BOD member, Value Act, has been heavily acquiring shares of Nintendo, and I've kept in touch with Mason Morfitt as he's been acquiring. It's likely he'll be pushing for more for, for more from Nintendo stock, which create opportunities for us. Uh, without the catalyst, I don't see an angle to a near-term mutual agreeable merger of Nintendo and Microsoft. I don't think without a hostile, and I don't think a hostile action would be a good move. So we're playing the long game. But our BOD has seen the full write-up on Nintendo and Valve, and they're supportive on either opportunity if there are, if arises as I'm, I. Confidently, we will have the two fairly active uh, merger and acquisition discussed in gaming right now. Warner Brothers Interactive and Zenimax. I took Zenimax to the BOD last week, and prior to the BOD discussion, I asked Amy and Satya if they're fine doing all three of these, if the deals make sense. I won't say Warner Brothers or Zenny is Nintendo, but both are for sale and getting 
uh, and gettable by us if things align. Biggest obstacle is Warner Brothers is IP ownership. Wouldn't own any of the IP, which hurts long-term flexibility, and the only obstacles on Zenny is value expectations of the founders. But I think it's likely one of or both of these happen, which will help us continue to double down on our gaming relevance. To give a sense of scale, ZeniMax is about the size of our current first-party studio organization, so that'd be doubling our content assets. Downside is it's more core, less broad, not mobile, and more North America and European. I love this discussion, value, or looking at opportunities. Here are some points gain Nintendo would be a career moment, and I honestly believe a good move for both companies, just taking along for Nintendo to see that their future exists off of their own hardware. A long time ago. Smiley face. Um, and then I'm going to go over the next part that involves TikTok. Um, man, you see the back-end conversations with these companies. They really are gross. Mm-hmm. They really are super gross. Um, you know. So, yeah, and then they also briefly talk about buying TikTok. Um, so... I mean, they're right. Like, could you imagine, like, Nintendo, like, being owned by Microsoft? Right. Well, and, like, just the... Nintendo quality games have always been, like, super high, but can you imagine them on something they could push 4K? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be amazing. That'd be incredible. Yeah, those games would be so pretty. Like, think back to the GameCube days, when they were, like, on par with the other two mm-hmm. consoles. How good mm-hmm. those games looked for the time. The the yep. the problem is is Microsoft would have to mind their own fucking business. Yes, is basically uh, what would happen. And I love the fact that they had like a someone who is just like, you know, oh yeah, their stockholders really aren't pushing for further market growth or stock appreciation. Um, but we had a former Microsoft board of directors member. Uh, who is now on his own, but buying fuck tons of shares in Nintendo and mm-hmm. pushing for more of this. Like, how gross is that? Yep. Well, super gross. Super, super gross. But uh, I get it. I understand it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, having Nintendo on, like, this would be the, like, ultimate me just sweating the news if I got this story because on the one hand I'm like oh god they can fuck this up especially because I've seen the inside of Microsoft on the other side um man if they if they just had the sense to leave them the fuck alone right um just leave them alone and I think that would be like the big the big thing right is if they could leave Nintendo alone to let Nintendo do Nintendo things on a Microsoft console. Yep. I think it'd be, it'd be perfect. Yeah. But, you know, that I, and I actually really hope this doesn't fucking happen. I really yes. hope it doesn't happen. More, uh, more competition is good, right? Like, yeah, my, like, so people were talking about in a later article that we'll get to Phil Spencer says, well, if we don't increase our market shares and everything by, 2028 I believe it was we're not going to be in the game industry anymore and I'm like please don't do that please don't mm-hmm. leave <laughs> I know mm-hmm. we dug on you a lot but please don't leave <laughs> you know um another company has the kind of cash to throw around to make a console and hang with Sony please right. please don't leave 
So, all right. Um, new Xbox hardware. They um, they basically showed a whole list of hardware that's coming out. Uh, they're working on a one-handed controller. They're working on a mobile-style backbone controller. They already showed their. They already released some of these: the premium controller, the headset. Uh, and they're working on a gaming mouse and gaming keyboard. So. That's cool, I guess. I don't I'm like, what are they going to do that's different from anybody else when it comes to keyboards and mice? I don't know. That'll be a really comfortable keyboard, I guess. That'll be Xbox-themed. That could be cool. I, I guess. I mean... Um, so they did show that they are including a direct-to-cloud wireless controller. So very similar to like the Sony thing that just came out where it connects to cloud and it's oh, a mm-hmm. screen, yeah. Yep. Um I'm really curious to see how that that is gonna do. And then to see if if Microsoft or, just no, like never, mind, how, never mind, never mind, never yeah, mind, never mind. Yeah. And see what Microsoft's response to that is. Um so Phil Spencer, uh had an email of his thoughts of the PS5 reveal, and I I want to oh, yeah. I, I want to add this. I agreed with him at the time. I absolutely agreed with him at the time. I thought the PS5 reveal was weak as fuck, and mm-hmm. I also to this day I think that console is fucking ugly. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievably huge and ugly. Um, you know, if it wouldn't make it over heat, I'd put a fucking tarp over it. Jesus. Um, so, anyway, this is what the email said. Uh, even as I type this, I know I shouldn't, but I can't help myself. We all lived through seven years of starting off a generation with a price and performance and messaging disadvantage of PS4 to Xbox One. I have to admit, this morning when I woke up, knowing the PS5 revealed was day, stress levels were higher than normal. Now, after 12 hours after soaking in their unveiling, taking apart their specs, and looking at their community response, I just want to say I am very proud of our team. We have a better product than Sony does, not just on hardware, but on equally important on the software platform and services on top of the hardware. We have ingredients of a winning plan. I felt the feedback from the board of directors discussion on being too confident, and maybe this will reinforce that perception. I get that the need to be humbly confident today was a good day for us. We haven't won anything, and I know we have hard discussions about pricing, P&L investment, etc. This mail isn't trying to scoop any of that. Those discussions really matter, but we can take confidence our product truth here, and I do believe any conversation needs to start with believing in that. This was a good day for Xbox. Thanks for indulging me, Phil. I completely agree. I totally yeah, I don't agree. think I don't think he's wrong, right? Like I just think that he like that I think that aged like milk, but I don't I don't I, think he's he's wrong to have that sentiment. Like at the time, the Xbox was more powerful. It had this Game Pass thing. The first year of titles were just straight up better. There were more mm-hmm. of them. Um, you know, like it it was a, you know, and to this day like Xbox uh, Online and the Xbox uh, hardware are still better as a whole. Yep. Like, and it's still like the Game Pass is really better than Plus. And just the problem is they just don't. They have, well, this year they have two big exclusive games. You know, like, and 
you know, the fact that they like just bungled 2022 so bad, like they fumbled that yes. so bad. Yeah. It is why they're in the state they're in. If 2022 like Starfield came out as intended and it was even the quality it is now and uh, you know, maybe one other game like a Hi-Fi Rush, these conversations would be very fucking different. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not what happened. So, and you know, the and now there's a big sales lead. It's it's you know it's it's like one and a half to one. Like you know they're they're yeah. I I don't. I totally get why he was confident at the time. I was confident at the time. Everyone on this fucking podcast was confident at the fucking time. You know, like Aaron and I like you know. The real funny thing is I actually ended up buying a PlayStation first from you, Ninja. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, I couldn't get a fucking Xbox. <laughs> like, yep. I couldn't find one. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, between the, like, failure to deliver and, like, their inability to recover from, it's called Xbox 360, like, the there was a lot of room to capitalize on like their on their console they just they just failed to do it well like like imagine imagine a world where like halo didn't take a full year worth of updates to get where it needed to be um cause that's a great game now i can fully recommend halo infinite to anyone now um halo infinite launched in that state starfield came out tw- like eight, 10 months earlier um and you know like this would be a very different conversation yep. like we would be we'd be like fuck these leaks are interesting man xbox is doing really great though instead of man it's a good thing that starfield did really really well otherwise mm-hmm. they'd be fucked right now mm-hmm. yeah so uh next up though is uh, in 2022, May of 2022, there was an email of them uh, just scrambling to fill holes. Um, basically, there was a it was a senior executive exchange between Sp- Spencer, Matt Booty, and Sarah Bond. How they're scrambling to find games to fill the hole uh, because originally Starfield, Redfall, and Stalker were all set to come out next year, last year. Which, if Stalker and Starfield came out last year, that would have been a big win for them. But uh, all were delayed. Um, this is a quote. This is really a disaster situation for us, given all we've invested in content across our studios and the Game Pass content fund. We need to learn from this and build a plan going forward. Spencer said in the email chain before a call to action uh, for them, the team to ink third-party deals to circumvent the gap. Um, and there, there's a bunch of interesting tidbits that we're about to go over as I pull up the emails. And Jesus fucking Christ, IGN, you really had to print this for ants, didn't you? Jesus, Lord Almighty. Hold on. I'm going to see if I can save it and get it pulled up on stream. This is... Oh, this is horrible. Why would you do this? It's so tiny. It is, right? Yeah, you're you're having that on the webpage too? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, fuck. I'm just going to... I'm going to read the first one. Uh, for Q2, there are very few impactful day and dates. The best option would be to attempt to go for a high-performing short window titles, plus up the holiday period. These would include LEGO Star Wars day and date, Techland day and date, 
all across PC and console. Additionally, for a Paradox slash City Skylines 2 closed beta release, we have the day and date signed already. In addition, uh, aiming to launch our Riot partnership during this window to help us. Uh, as for Q3, the highest cost profitability would be Gotham Knights and Assassin's Creed Rift. Based on our assessment, acquisition of other day-and-date crown jewels would not be good returns on investment. My question is, uh, do we take this and combine it with our work in Tim and Jarrett? Hold on. I apologize. Um, um, and our taking point on integrating. And then it goes over... Uh, another option, and this is the one from Phil Spencer, uh, good options, let's work with this. Another option would be uh, to hit... God damn it. Why did you make this so tiny, Ajin? Another option with high uh, wow factor around Elden Ring is try and go and get all the Dark Souls games and make a push uh, with From and the Elder Scrolls upsell. God, that would have been wild, right? Mm-hmm. Like Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, all on Game Pass. Um, here, and then there's the day and date email we just went through. And then they have a full list of uh, of games and their uh, their analysis of them is what we'll call it. Yep. Um, which... Oh, is this where they say that Baldur's Gate 3 is the second run? Like a, like a second running RPG so second run Stadia game, but I will say that that so the clear there was some clarification that went around about that. Um, yeah, I think I think originally it was going to be a Stadia. A yeah, Stadia well, uh, yes, it was. It was going to be a uh, the the reason they say it's second run is they wouldn't have a day and date. That's the meaning. Got of it. it. So we'd be getting. Got it. But man, fucking when I first read that headline. Yeah, I was like, wow. Oh, oh fuck. Uh, okay, so... I made the wrong call on that one. Uh, so, the, and then they just... Some breakdowns of these. Baldur's Gate, second run study, a PC RPG, expected cost $5 million range. Um, return to Monkey Island, huge PC nostalgia play with a uh, new title from Legendary Designer, expected $5 million range. Uh, Bandai Namco, Dragon Ball The Breakers, expected partner S20 million uh, hours. Uh, wild card, no resources to dev for PC for day and date. Um, they had another one here that was pretty interesting. Uh, uh, Gotham Knights, expected partner S50 million. Uh, tech, PC Tech Readiness, another partnership. Change of Guard at Discovery makes this... Uh, Cell in Motion New already told us PC wouldn't land day and date. Suicide Squad $150 million. Already a partnership with another competitor. Most likely can't offer it with us. Jedi Survivor. Holy part shit. What? The Jedi Survivor expected ask. Holy 300 shit. $300 million. Crown Jewel won't do it. I mean... Yeah, that's a fucking how well that game sell. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, it might it'll probably come to Game Pass like later, like yeah. you know. Yep. But yeah, um, Mortal Kombat. That's another crazy one. Two hundred and fifty million. Crown Jewel won't do it, and Change of mm -hmm. Guard and Discovery. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. Let's see, GTA Five. 
uh, partner asks 12 to 15 million. They will they do PC in time? Will they do longer than three to four month terms? Have to move uh, something that I can't read because they fucking printed this for ants. Have uh, to move really fast. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, okay. So, um, let's see. Um, again, agree all hands on deck. I'm gonna do a dig this time and see if there are good possibilities beyond this list that will hunt that will something well in Xbox Game Pass. But in this biggest question, we can get EA or Ubisoft to a day and date. We actually have a shot at that now, both of them. We didn't have a year ago, but the fun we are doing, we have to drive either parts of our business hard as you say. Nothing is free. Love the brainstorming work here as a team. And then here's a, they go over a quick third-party roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, more planning. Um... Okay, with the news that Starfield is going to miss the holiday, uh, not broadly communicated, let's Jamie manage that. Still not a ton of clarity on the launch date of Redfall and Star Stalker 2 development is impacted by the war in Ukraine. So they were feel we are in a huge hole with our games lineup for our platform, marketing different... Um, God, this is so tiny. And our Game Pass content. We'll leap talking a bit... Th- We'll leap talking, we'll, uh, keep talking, sorry, about a triple A quarter in service, and it also go through a gap among 16 months between biggest loose of launches our platform. Halo Infinite being our last, our last on December 9th. This is a real disaster situation for all of us. We've invested in content across our studios and Game Pass content fund. We really need to learn from this and be better moving forward. Uh, in terms of learning much better overall portfolio planning on our games with real honesty in dates, doing this from uh, summer 2021, we had an amazing lineup uh, of games including Flight Sim, Psychonauts 2, Age of Empires 4, Forza Horizon 5, and Halo. There were th- good third-party games in that time frame as well, like Back for Blood. Um, and they just go on to say that, like, we need to get to work and we really fucked up content planning here. They're not wrong. No. No, they're not. At all. They're 100% right. Mm-hmm. They're guaranteed right. Um, yeah. No, like... We'd be in a very different world had their original plans happened, but, yes, you know... right. They didn't, and then they didn't get a whole lot of big third parties on board until this upcoming year. Like, there's a lot of good Game Pass shit coming in the first quarter of this next year, and they're late this year. But, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 might be a next-gen update. Uh, so there's that. That would be cool, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, according to the FTC, Microsoft is blamed for the leaks. Um, it was not responsible for uploading Microsoft plans for its games and consoles to the court website. The director of public affairs at the FTC in a post. Oh, that's awesome. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft leaked their leaked their documents on the FTC, according to the few articles I've read. Yeah. Uh, which. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, like, 
there's a lot of shit at that company that is unsecure and could be easily targeted, is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, there'll be one of the, let's see, there's no doubt that Baldur's Gate 3 will be one of the games you see appearing at the end of your accolades for 2023, but it'll be out, uh, so they really underestimated the game as a whole. Uh, you know, when they were looking to fill their 2022 lineup, under notes, it says second run Stadia game. Um, and then Michael Douse, the director of Larian, did said they were not the only one who doubted this game, and a lot of people carried that same energy. So, um, so yeah. And uh, we now know why Yakuza Like a Dragon was a timed exclusive on Xbox. Emails between Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and Damon Baker from the game's four-month time exclusive period was, from Microsoft's point of view, an added bonus. The breakdown is convoluted, but in short, when Like a Dragon was released on PS4 exclusively in Japan, Microsoft was barred from releasing an Xbox version in Japan until one year exclusive deal ended. Due to the terms of Microsoft's parity clause with Sega, Sony was blocked from releasing a PS5 version in Japan until Microsoft did the same with a PS5 version not ready, Microsoft's added bonus of four months timed exclusive in the West. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. I think Microsoft and Sega are getting real buddy-buddy. Yes. You you, you can see all the Persona cross-marketing and all the Yakuza cross-marketing. I hope it works out for him, man. I really do. I'm, I'm loving not having to buy those games day one. Yeah, like I, I mean, Sega's off. Sega's putting these things on day and date, then like they're getting a lot of money from it, right? So, I, I wonder if it's like a response to when Sega wasn't doing well and they want to make sure to never be in that position again. Yeah, uh, and you know, for free money. Yeah, and I mean, like they bought they bought Atlas, they bought Rovio, so like obviously they're they're doing well now. And I want I want to see that continue. I I can't imagine a world without my Atlas RPGs or the new Sonic game that I won't play because Sonic games are weird now. Uh, but like, there's still a, Sonic a core. Games are weird now. <laughs> there's still there's still a core like gaming uh, pillar. Well, fair enough. Yeah, no, well, Sega, Sega's super important. Yes. Yeah. So, like, and they have a bunch of really good games and things of that nature. They do. All right. Um, I That could be, I could totally see that as their next acquisition. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I'm 10%. I would be a little disappointed to see Atlas games locked, but that, that's fine. I'll deal with it. You You own a PC and an Xbox, my guy. That's why I'll deal with it. Yeah, and they 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 come to PC and run on like toasters. They do. Uh, so, uh, hey, guess what? The Xbox Series S is more popular than expected. That's the last piece of news we got out of this. Weird. The Xbox Series S is seventy five percent of Xbox Series ownership. Mm-hmm. Really. So if you own the current gen of Xbox, there's a 75% chance you own, you know, the Series S. Fuck, I knew that thing was a great idea. Yeah, right? Yeah, like... (laughs) Like, it seems like a slam dunk to me. 
And why you would doubt that it would be is kind of weird. And like, I guess it's easy to say that in hindsight, but like you release a, a cheaper console that doesn't have the the same features, but is still good enough to do well. Like, why would that not do well? Especially when most people are moving to d- digital anyway. Um, yeah, so fair enough. Uh, all right, well. Uh, the, yeah, that like you know, like M has a Series S. You have a Series S. Yep. Anthony has a Series S. I have a Series S in the living room, even though I have a Series X right there. So there actually, my Series S is right next to me. Yeah, because I took it with me when I went to my parents' place this there last weekend. It's a great console. And I haven't, I haven't set it back up yet. So it's it's a great console. I highly recommend it to anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. we have a comment in the Discord. Hmm. Uh, I was wondering when you were going to catch this. Yeah, I didn't what catch... The fuck? Tony <laughs> Baloney calling the show in general chat. Voice, bring me in. This show is boring so far. Bring in some excitement. Hey, Ridley, come on in. Oh, he also... He also, DM'd he me also said, called me. He said, I'm going to call you, pick up. Uh, uh, okay, hold on. Who the fuck is this guy? Who is this? And do, do we want to bring him in? I have some words. Do we want to bring him in? That's a risk that you need to be willing to take, but... Yeah. Because I'm <laughs> about to I'll show pass. some fucking hands up in this bitch. I'll pass. Hold on. I, 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 need, to engage, I need to engage with chaos. Oh. God. Hold on. Oh, Paige. Paige. <laughs> no. Yeah, I feel like this is a bad play. This it's, it's, it's a bold strategy. Let's see how it works out for him, Cotton. I think he left the Discord server. I don't see him. He probably did. Yep. Ah, <sighs> oh, bummer. Bummer. That could have been real funny. Oh, well. Oh, man. Who knows that guy? Who was that guy? I don't know. Kick. Probably. From... <laughs> You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. All right. Um, where did I leave off? Okay. Yeah. So that's all the major leaks from the Xbox case. Uh, the to be fair, these are to be taken with a bit of like grain of salt to them because they uh, they definitely are not. Uh, they did, these are from years ago, like one mm-hmm, to three mm-hmm. years ago. So plans change. Plans have changed. If you if you have ever been inside a major corporation like that, literally shit changes like every month. Microsoft in particular, like literally, will have stuff like this is the plan. Then a month later, this is the new plan. This is the plan. Two months later, never mind. You know, like we are supposed yep. to get like this big giant project that I got, like, briefed on and all this other shit, and, like, six months later, hadn't heard anything about it. So. That sounds right. Yep. Um, so, Microsoft emailed employees after this leak happened, um, saying, uh, 
<sighs> I know this is disappointing, even if many of the documents are well over a year old and our plans have evolved. Uh, we've seen conversations around old emails documents. It's hard to see our team's hard work shared in this way because so much has changed. There's so much to be excited about right now, and in the future, we will share real plans when we are ready. Um, so, yeah. In closing, I appreciate all the work that you pour into Team Xbox to surprise and delight our players. In the days and weeks ahead, let's stay focused on what we can control, continuing the amazing success of Starfield, the upcoming launch of the incredible and accessible Forza Motorsport, and continuing to build games, services, and devices that millions of players can enjoy. Yeah. That's Phil Spencer handling it like an adult, like always. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Good job. Um. Oh, wait, hold on. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, damn! It was someone responding to this new person in the Discord. Not like a, I saw the little icon that you got contact. I was like, oh, maybe he's still here. Chaos. Um, uh, Lordy. Um. Oh, uh, they're only accepting direct messages from friends. Yeah, I'm not in this person my friends list. Fuck that. Okay, cool. All right, well, uh, that's pretty much all the leaks and whatnot. Any overall thoughts, everybody? I think a lot of people are seeing a side of corporations that, like, they knew existed, but didn't know, like, how it played out or what it, like, really looked like behind the scenes. So for a lot of people, this, this stuff is really interesting. Yes, I, I will, because, like, a lot of people, you know, they work in retail, or they work on, like, mm-hmm. the low ends of the business, or, like, you know, like, don't, you know, because I got acquainted with it at United Healthcare, but because I was mainly focused on, like, sales, I only saw the sales end of the spectrum. Right, right. You know, like, so, like, I was mainly focused on, hey, I need to sell this, and then I need to tell the higher-ups in sales how we can better sell shit, not like because when I was at Microsoft, I definitely got more of an insight into the broader spectrum, and then like I could totally people see people seeing this being like, my God, mm-hmm. this is I see this, you know, we all see this, and we're like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, people most most people don't get to see business strategy from that level. It's a real shame. I, I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's it's genuinely really fascinating, especially because like in this case they actually do not seem that disconnected from the people using their product. No, they don't. They seem they seem to be like really on top of it. It's just a couple of misplays led to them like just not leading the market. It's it's like a couple of misplays combined with some really shitty luck, unfortunately. Yes, like yeah. it's 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 all just yeah. Well, like that's that's basically the long and short of it. It's it's in a different world where stuff came out on time. Who, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, you know, we'll s- hopefully they can turn it around and continue competition going and all that good stuff. Speaking of competition, I think this is something that'll help competition is the uh, Microsoft Activision buyout looks to set the deal close to uh, 
Looks to set uh, approve the deal. The UK uh, finally approved it. The UK is yeah. the final report. They said it is good to go. Yep. So uh, today, September second, when this or twenty second, when this article came out, the CMA said the new deal addresses its previous concerns and opened the door to being cleared. Microsoft has an October eighteenth deadline to deliver the buyout, which now looks inevitable. The CMA said it's had limited residual concerns that certain provisions in the sale of Activision's cloud streaming rights to Ubisoft could be circumvented, terminated, or not enforced in response. Uh, Microsoft offered remedies to ensure the terms of sale of Activision rights to Ubisoft enforceable by the CMA. The CMA now has provisions concluded this additional protection should be resolve those concerns. Uh, Sarah Cardell, CEO of the CMA, uh, criticized Microsoft for not offering this new deal sooner. The CMA's position has been consistent through this merger and can only go ahead if competition, innovation, and choice in cloud gaming was preserved every time I hear it. I know, right? Every like, time all, I hear it. Of all the things to hone in on. Like, like, there's so much about this deal that you could criticize, right? Yes. Like, there's so much about this deal that you could look at and criticize and go, look, these are concerns that we have about consumers. And yep. that's the one. And that's the one. That's the one you pick. You know, not the fact that, oh, this could potentially in 10 years make the biggest game in the world exclusive to Microsoft's platform. Not the, you have the number one MMO on the market possibly exclusive mm-hmm. to Microsoft platforms. Mm-hmm. Not the not the fact that, like, this, this like, basically doubles the size of Xbox Game Studios. No, 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 no. Not any of those. Cloud gaming. Cloud Cloud gaming, gaming. a thing that, like, only works in the best of conditions. Yes. You know, like, okay. Um... Uh, Microsoft President Brad Smith commented, we are encouraged by the positive development in the CMA's review process. We presented solutions that we believe fully address the CMA's concerns, remaining concerns related to the cloud streaming deadline, and we look forward to approving it closer to October 18th. Uh, the next step for the CMA is gather third-party feedback, after which CMA will reach a final decision. Um, it'll help us... Da-da-da-da. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, and then Phil Spencer says, I want to make sure people know that there's work to actually move games to Game Pass. So for those who think the deal's going to close, then everything's available. That's not true. And it hasn't been true in other acquisitions that we've gone. There's work for us to do, just mechanical work for us to go do, so it'll take us time. Definitely we get time to get games in the portfolio. I mean, that's true, but it took, like, what, like five months for all the Bethesda games to be on that service? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I I think the the bigger news, not even news, but like the bigger takeaway is that it'll happen eventually, right? Like, who cares how long it takes? I'm yeah. sure that like like with Riot, right? They have the thing with Riot where you you unlock a bunch of champions and skins and things like that if you have Game Pass and you connect it to your Riot account. Mm. I'm sure we're gonna see something similar for Warcraft. Oh, dude, you know, you know yeah. that, like, WoW and Overwatch are going to have that shit in space. Yes. Yeah. Like, Blizzard already has all those deals with Prime Gaming. Like, oh, if you link your Game Pass account, you're going to get, like, 
this fucking mount. Killing or mounts or yeah, mounts or weapon skins or whatever. You're gonna yeah. see all sorts of that shit. Yeah. Well it's gonna be interesting because they they also have um Final Fantasy finally coming to Xbox too. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be interesting. Wonder if they'll do a cross promotion deal with that. I bet. I think it'd be I really great will. to get a lot of Xbox players playing fourteen. Yeah. I think that'd be a real good move for that game. Which they understand, that's why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um oh yeah, that means M can finally finally play FF fourteen with everybody. Yeah. Well technically I can already play Final Fantasy fourteen because it's on PS4. Yeah, but you know that shit's gonna get shit canned after Dawn Trail, right? Like no no yeah, doubt. Yeah, that's why I'm waiting until what is it, March of next year? Yeah, they said early next year is when the Xbox port is happening, so Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll wait until Oh, and it's uh, uh, free to play until the end of the Stormblood expansion. Stormblood. So. Yeah. So you get a shit ton of content for absolutely no cost. Yep. Jesus. You get God. a bunch of reading for no cost. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's good reading. Most of it is good reading. It's a little it's slow a, reading, but it is, is good it? reading. It is slow. It is slow. But it, it is very... The pacing is very bad. But, like, yes. I was actually... Uh, there's a there's a uh, TikTok that ran around is like, um, it's like well what your favorite game is what book you're reading, and they got to FF14 is like well if you're playing FF14, uh you're not reading any books because you're too busy playing FF14, and then I sent it to Stella my response is the secret is Final Fantasy14 is the book, yes, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah you uh, know if you like visual novels you're gonna love Final Fantasy14. Yep. This is a really elaborate 3D visual novel that happens yes, to have yeah. a, a, this Has other... some gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was playing it last night. I was having a good time, but yeah, I, I still really enjoy it. I don't. I I don't know that I'm gonna go back to like playing it seriously or if I'll go back to WoW. But like, it it's still fun. That's I still really uh, like Final Fantasy 14. The raid team really needs good people in WoW. We need people who are really good, and I mean at all roles. I'm sure. Yeah. You play Shadow Priest, right? I did, yeah. That's, I wouldn't say currently. wouldn't say currently play Shadow I, Priest, I, I, but I did. You, you did play Shadow Priest, right? Yeah. yeah. Shadow Priest is, pretty, is like one of the best DPS right, right now. now. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. They're, they're really good, and uh, I'm just saying, you have a spot on a raid team waiting for you I'll, and, I'll continue to consider it yeah uh, and also you only have we only have one other clothy in the whole raid oh jesus so there you go yeah <laughs> um all right well anyway all right i'm done singing my siren song for now um yeah, but you, like you know, if this deal goes through by the end of next year, it's like Call of Duty day and date, Diablo day and date, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. all this other shit day and date. Like, yeah, it may, it's gonna happen for sure. All right, so uh, the last piece of news that I actually forgot to throw in the docket because it, I saw it happen after I made the docket is Final Fantasy six point five is happening. Yeah. October 3rd is the date. They were not kidding when they said early October. Yep. Um, 
hey, have you ever read Final Fantasy patch notes? Yes. It's almost the same thing. <laughs> yes. New MSQ, uh, new side quest with Tataru and Hildebrandt, uh, new Beast Tribe, new dungeon, new trial, new Unreal trial, new Alliance raid, uh, duty support, which is the worst thing that has ever come to MMOs ever. Um, new variant and Criterion dungeon. Okay, Ninja, can you fucking explain this to me? I was so fucking annoyed with this yesterday. Why does no one run the Criterion dungeon? Because uh, outside of like story stuff, there's no reason to. Like, cause like I I was like I wanted to see the Criterion dungeon, right? And mm-hmm, I was like, all mm-hmm. right, cool. I'm gonna queue for this, and it's like thirty minute wait time. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot what? easier. Like it, the when the new one launches, it'll be really easy to queue up for for like two weeks, and then people will have seen everything in the dungeon, and that'll be it. Lame. Yeah. They should put some. They're kind of. They're like conceptually, they're cool, right? Because you you play through it, and depending on what choices you make in the dungeon, it alters the dungeon and like the bosses you fight and the things that you can do and pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you play through it four or five times, and you you've seen everything. Yes, it's it's very much not a mythic plus equivalent, which is the yeah, bummer. Which is what they like were trying to sell it as, and it it just didn't pan out it, that way. It's, it's like no mythic plus like the dungeon doesn't change much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like it gets progressively harder and you have to work on things in different ways and shit uh new island sanctuary uh fall guys collaboration with the gold saucer balance adjustments pvp adjustments and then miscellaneous eye level restriction for duty roulette thank fucking god thank god i am so fucking tired of running crystal tower i am so I fucking bet. tired of fucking Crystal Tower. No, mm-hmm. so when we were streaming WoW, after we got done, I decided to stream some FF14, and I was like, I'm gonna do my roulettes for the day, and I'm like, and like, you can just audibly hear me, like, it happens, I'm like, God fucking damn it, Crystal and I just left. I just left yep. the party. I was just like, no, fuck yep. Crystal Tower. You know. Place sucks. So, like, oh my god. Honestly, what they should do for a lower level content like that is they should just scale down your whole kit instead of removing abilities. I, I agree. That's it's so fucking annoying they don't do that. I agree. Um, some classes like you're running, you're running that shit, and like some classes don't get their AOE ability until like level fifty or whatever. So you're running something early, and you don't, you can't even AOE with everybody. You're sitting there single targeting, looking like an idiot, while everybody else is there mowing stuff down. Well, you want to talk about real annoying when you get like a level 23 dungeon. Like I was helping Stephanie with roulettes on my samurai last night and I was in a level 23 dungeon and I had slash slash yep. again. Yep. And then slash and then slash a different variety. And that was it. Yep. No AOE, no nothing. And I'm just like the argument I was given for that is like, well, like new players would feel bad. And I'm just like, "No." No. Why would they feel bad? Yeah, like it's like it's like you just can explain to them. Yeah, dude, I'm really like level, you know, fucking ninety. Whatever. And I, yeah. And I have my full kit. Like the, mm-hmm. you'll get this. In fact, if anything, that would have been more motivation for me to play. Like if I like mm-hmm. when I was leveling my black mage, if I saw like a level ninety black mage in my party and he's just popping off with like paradox and shit. 
um, I would have been like, oh, f- that's what you get at level 90? Yeah, that shit looks sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. It's so fucking annoying. Um, but yeah, that's a new patch. Uh, the story stuff looks great in it, though. Story stuff looks amazing. Um, I feel as though that the FF community right now is kind of in a lull, so they needed this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that after the patch was revealed, I see a bunch of people on my friends list online playing Final Fantasy today, so... Checks out. Yeah. Checks out. Um, all right, well... Anyway, uh, that's all the news. Um, so, next up is uh, what we've been playing. All so, I played this week is Lies of P. Is is it good? Is that is it it's, that good? Dark it's Souls? really good. It's really good. It's um, I don't know. I'm playing. So I'm playing. I'm playing dexterity build. Uh, and so like blocking is not the way to play. So you're dodging or parrying, and the dodging is not as good as like Dark Souls dodging. Mm-hmm. But parrying is, and parrying is not as good as like. Sekiro oh, pairing, like so it's kind of frustrating and that like you need to figure out this game's specific timing. It doesn't feel as natural as as like Dark Souls has, has gotten it down to be. Um mm-hmm. if you play a strength build, I'm told blocking is the way to go. Uh but the game has been a lot of fun. I've only come across one boss where I've gotten like really frustrated and it took me a few hours to like learn all the boss's mechanics and moves and being able to just like parry everything and get through the fight. But uh, the game is a ton of fun. There's a lot of customization when it comes to your weapons. You get like weapon. Have you played the demo, Bronson? No. So you get you get a weapon handle and you get a weapon blade. And then you can mix and match all of the handles and all of the blades, except for on the boss specific weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, so like your handle determines your moveset, your blade determines your type of damage. And um, one of your like special special abilities, and mm-hmm. by being able to mix and match those two things, you can get like different stat scaling. You can get different like um, types of damage. You can get different um, like lengths of of like your reach. So the customization from like that aspect is really neat. Um, if you like a specific move set. You can put like a um, like an acid weapon onto uh, like a dexterity handle uh, or its strength handle or whatever, and it it changes the type of damage you deal to specific enemies. And each enemy has a specific weakness when it comes to damage type. So that that part is is really neat to me. Even though I end up keeping, um, I have like one main weapon. And then I, I'll change the second weapon for for bosses depending on what their weakness is. Okay. All right. That's that sounds the the weakness thing sounds really interesting. I don't think a Dark Souls has really ever done that in the weapons itself. They've done it. Yeah, I don't. I don't magic. I don't think so either. Um, that's interesting. And there's like your your weapons can do uh, normal damage, fire damage, acid damage, or lightning damage, and like depending on. What kind of enemy you're fighting they can be weak to one of the three elemental types in the game um so it, it's it adds like a new 
layer, I guess, of complexity to to boss fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and the boss fights are really interesting. So if you ever see somebody, if you if you hop into like a Liza P stream, your chances are you're going to see them in a boss fight. Um, and they are the thing that the thing that irks me about the boss fights is that a lot a lot of boss fights are uh, two health bars. So like you kill the boss oh, and the you see a cinematic and then you you have to kill the boss the again worst. or fight another boss and it's really annoying. But uh, I haven't been able to put down the game yet. We were we went to an engagement party yesterday and I was like oh, I could be home right now playing Lines of P. Okay, it it's a fun game. All right, cool. Uh, all right. Um, did a little more WoW. Uh, did a little more Starfield. Uh, deleted Starfield. I also um, uninstalled Starfield. I uh, loaded up Cyberpunk though. That new update, man, that looks pretty. Two point update. It's out and it's fucking gorgeous. Are you uh, playing that on Game Pass? No, I own that. Oh. Like, I own 2077, and the update's mm-hmm, free. Mm-hmm. Phantom Liberty isn't free, but the 2.0 update is free. Got it. Got it. So it looks it looks prettier. It's definitely more of a performance hog. I'm getting, like, 55 to 65 FPS at 1440p uh, with DLSS. Granted, I have Jeez. everything turned fucking to the max, except for yeah. that new ray tracing overdrive shit. My computer just can't hang. Um, but man, it looks gorgeous. The the car combat that's fun as fuck. They had a GTA style cop system. That's oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's fucking dope. Uh, that's mainly what I've gotten to mess around with. Uh, I booted up the game and I was in the middle of the story, so I kept going with it, and I was not expecting to see a first person, a first person sex scene. Uh, All right. Yep. Like Johnny Silverhand just hooking up with this chick after a concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord. I mean, not I what mean. I was expecting on my return to <laughs> Cyberpunk. <laughs> well, welcome to the future. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just just hooking up all the time. All right. Uh, so there's that. Um. Oh, I played some Baldur's Gate three this week. With uh with my girlfriend, like she wanted to play some on Wednesday, so we went through and we are continuing our campaign. Um, that campaign is kind of fucking hilarious. If you, what happens at the Grove for you happens for us, because all the leadership, the Haslands, what Zerval, like all those people, they're mm-hmm. fucking dead. Mm-hmm. So we know we need to go to Moonrise Towers, but we have no idea how to get there. Uh, so we looked it up, and we found we're figuring out a way. But like, it's super funny. It's like we need to get to this place. Well, the game has no way to tell us where to go now because right, right, everyone's dead. So, uh, yeah, that's been yeah, that's been solid so far been a lot of fun that game is super fun and it's super fun to hear the differences in my campaign versus her campaign versus our together campaign oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the amount of shit that is like in that game and the, the amount of things that can change is crazy 
Um, yes, it's awesome. It's super good. I hate the combat still, but otherwise it's great. And even the combat can be funny sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, me, mm-hmm. I don't like playing that combat by myself, but playing it co-op and just the shared misery is just hilarious sometimes. Just, like, fucking Carlac missing, like, four swings in a row on something that's three levels below her. God, yeah, right? Just, like, fucking lord, I hate this fucking Rough. game. Uh, Shadowheart's the worst, though, dear fucking god. Um, yeah, I, I mostly use Shadowheart as like a, a team buffer. Um, but she can do such good damage when it actually hits. She can, yeah, and like you oh. can give her. Like, I think she's she's got the. Um, if you go to the Githyanki camp, you can get a really good mace for her, and it just crushes shit. It's so good. Like, I literally had her cast a spell that did 33 damage the other day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing, I was, I like, I was doing that quest where you get Carlac and you help her kill those dudes. And there was that one really strong paladin dude in the back, and I was like, hey, let's try this. 32 damage! She one-shot yep. the motherfucker. And it was like, yep. fear the wrath of God, I guess. Um, so, that... Uh, let's see, and then I played some, yeah, I played some FF14 with Stella. She's trying to get caught up before Dawn Trail's out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's yeah, got like, time. Yeah, she's got time, but it was still just really funny, like, alright, she'll hit a dungeon or a trial, and I'll be able to help her with it. No. Nope. No. Oh. No. Nope. I think, like, Rough. the best and worst part of... Final Fantasy fourteen is that you can feel like you did stuff and not cast a single spell. See, like, this is... So, this week, Yahtzee put out a video. Um, he does that, like, series with zero punctuation, extra punctuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, kind of just, like, commentary on the games industry. Like, Bioshock has the best beginning of any game ever. Um, and then yes. the one they put out was triple A games need to step up their traversal. But one yes. thing he one thing he they do, but one thing he brought up is games that are the size of Starfield or Baldur's Gate sacrifice or Final Fantasy fourteen even sacrifice the core gameplay loop for something else. Mm-hmm. Um like in Final Fantasy's case it it, it sacrifices a lot of its core gameplay loop to benefit the story and the like fucking around in limsa and like small side content um and i kind of looked at like my like taste in games and my favorite games of like most years that come out and i realized that like i really fucking care about the core gameplay loop if your core gameplay loop is not fun to me, I will fucking be so annoyed by your game. Unless the thing you are highlighting is just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Like in Baldur's Gate 3, it is the choice and the narrative and the seeing weird shit happen is so good that it overrides like the part of my brain being like, I wish playing this were a fun thing. You know? Um... Like I I look like I literally like pulled up my like game of the year articles I've written and like 
you know, I look at my number one game of most years, and it's like, what was, you know, like, my number one game of, like, last year, I want to say it was, like, God of War Ragnarok, you know? Core, very good core gameplay loop, combat, yeah. puzzle, yeah. etc. DMC5 in 2019, very good core gameplay loop. Um, you know, just, like, it's like even persona has a really great core gameplay loop when you mm-hmm. look at it mm-hmm. like because like all the story interaction stuff you're doing feeds into the combat when then some of that can help you want to go do the story stuff more and it creates a loop that's really strong yep. um but like even as good as the final fantasy 14 story is it does feel like something they are forcing me to do to get to the core gameplay loop. And, or you can argue the core gameplay loop is just the story. Which, you know, either or. I think, I think for me it's the opposite. I think if the story is really engaging, I don't care what the gameplay is like, I will I will trudge through it to see the story. See, I'm not that way. I've never been that way. It's why I hate Western RPGs. Because mm-hmm. Western RPGs often their core gameplay loop sucks, really bad. Their, their stories aren't that great either. <laughs> they can be. You look at Mass Effect. Yeah, right? there's there's some of them that are really good, right? Like Mass Effect was really good. New Vegas is like fucking amazing. Uh, but like Cyberpunk. for the most part, this the stories are just like yeah. Uh... Well, they sacrifice both for freedom, like the amount yes, of freedom yeah. you have in those games. Yeah. But, like, yeah, because, like, I, I look at, like, WoW and, like, how fucking much, especially in Dragonfly too, they just, like, it is dopamine and gameplay loop. That is 90% of what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And unless your story, like I said, is absolutely spectacular um, with great pacing, I'm not as willing to put up with it if you don't have great. Yep. You know, it's, um, which in like 14's case, 14, I know a lot of its community really loves its story to death. Um, and I love parts of it to death. Like I like Shadowbring it, like every expansion has lulls for sure though. And I really wish that they could tighten up some of those lulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you finished FF 16. No, no. How far did you I have get? to go back to it. I'm like right before the Garuda fight. Like the, the oh, Garuda you are fight. super early. Yeah, okay. I, I just something else came out, and I was like, oh, I'm going to check that out. And then something else came out, and the, that cycle um, continued. Well, I finished FF16, and it and it also has kind of the FF14 problem of like you set up a really cool premise, and then you build up to this big payoff, and then that payoff happens, and then you have like two hours of chores. Mm-hmm. And I hate those two hours of chores in the both of those games, and it fucking sucks, and I hate it, mm-hmm. and it feels bad. Um, you know, it, it's you know, so yeah, like that's something I kind of discovered about myself that like watch, like you ever watch a video and you just like realize something about your own taste in games or your own taste yeah. and shit, yeah. like, like oh yeah. shit, that applies to me. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, like, you know. Um, and like I said, there are exceptions to the rule. Like, I, I I think Mass Effect's core gameplay loop is, like, solid, but I'm mainly there for how unbelievably good the writing is. Yeah. 
But, yeah. So, all right, well. Uh, M, you play anything? I did, actually. Um, okay. I played the update to Dreamlight Valley that came out about a week and a half ago. Well, nice. cool. Uh, so we have two new villagers, Beauty and Beast, which when you get them, you're going on a nostalgia trip. Like, straight up nostalgia trip. And I was just crying. I was like, <laughs> my childhood. Right here. <laughs> um, and then I started playing God of War. Which one? Like the orig- like the 2018, 2018. God of War. I mean, yeah, that game's yeah. pretty good. It's a good game. Because I got that for my brother at PAX, and I thought I was going to have to take my PS4 in because Final Fantasy XV was stuck in there from when I moved. Mm-hmm. But oh. it randomly popped out one day, and I was just like, oh, I don't have to take you in. Oh, thank you. Fair. So I started doing that, and then I started my new game plus run of Ghost of Tsushima. Nice, yeah, great game. That's another game I need to play. That's a that's another great game with a fucking sick as fuck gameplay loop. Oh yeah, that only gets better the more you do it because you get more shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, glad you're finally trying the God of War 2018. It's pretty good. Um, it's I like pretty. It a lot. It's very pretty. It's a very good looking game, especially for the time. Um, it it was, it was the pro the the thing is it was actually the second most impressive game of the year it came out for me. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two was just fucking ah. insane. Yeah, so good. That that's me. another one you need to try. That game story is so fucking good. It's really yeah, good. I need to, I need to start playing some Red Dead. You want to talk about, like, games that have a sort of okay gameplay loop, but the fucking, uh, the story is fucking incredible, so you're less Mm -hmm. mad about it. Man, that's one of them. Red Dead. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I know that we were originally planning a, uh, payday thing, but, uh, Aaron is out of town and M is busy, so I guess we're not fucking doing that anymore. So not this uh, week. Well, you can't even play the game right now, anyway. So why not? What's up? Their servers are fucked up. Oh, okay. perfect! Aww. They did our job for us. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, thanks for Appreciate giving us an it. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll probably be doing a Tuesday stream still, as far as I know. Um, I don't know what that. will probably be more WoW and Final Fantasy, if we're being honest. Um, other than that, yeah, that's about it. So, all right. Well, guys, uh, thank you very much. We uh, love you all. I hope you tune in uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you Mm -hmm. on Tuesday. See you.